Rangers fans, hockey fans, welcome to episode 5 of the Blue Shirt Talk podcast where I discuss all things about the most stressful team in the NHL, the New York Rangers. Uh, we have a lot to get to today. I'm your host, Brandon Sapienza, and we'll be talking today about the Rangers offseason, what they've done so far in the expansion draft, and the NHL entry draft as well as free agency. Uh, before I begin, I want to remind you to follow the Blue Shirt Talk podcast on Twitter by searching the Twitter name at Blue Shirt Talk. Uh, like us on Facebook by simply searching Blue Shirt Talk Podcast. And uh, remember to sub- subscribe to us on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Uh, also, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Dinner and a Podcast and the X Squadron Podcast. You can find both of these podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. And be sure to visit nyrzoneblog.wordpress.com for all the Rangers news in what will be a busy offseason. All right, so let's get right to it. Uh, the expansion draft. Uh, that happened on June 21st, I believe, or the 22nd, one of those days. And in a shocking turn of events, the Rangers took Oscar... Oh my lord. No, not the Rangers. Uh, the Vegas Knights selected Oscar Lindbergh from the New York Rangers in the expansion draft, um, as opposed to the players that the Rangers did expose, such as Michael Grabner and Jesper Faust. Uh, so, th- this does come as a shock, given that the players... with uh, were available. Um, so, but what does Limber bring to that team? Well, as I mentioned before, he is an aggressive player. Uh, when he's surrounded by the right players, he's capable of showcasing his skills in both zones. Um, and really, he's a he's a talented player. But we'll see if he gets the shot uh, with uh, Vegas. But what did the Rangers lose? More importantly, well, they lost another center, and we're going to get to that later. But they lost a center. They lost depth down the middle, and. Depth is important when it comes to winning a Stanley Cup in the NHL today. So hopefully they get to replacing that, which they did kind of. Uh, We're going to get to this a lot later. Um, But he is much easier to replace as opposed to Michael Grabner or Jesper Faust. And again, we'll get to this stuff. Uh, But to the real stuff here, the entry draft. So the the morning and afternoon kind of led into each other of the entry draft. Uh, Jeff Gordon pulled the trigger on a rumored deal that sent Derek Stepan and Antti Ranta to the Arizona Coyotes for the 7th overall pick in the draft and defenseman Anthony D'Angelo. So, who really won this trade? Well, the Rangers definitely took the big W here. Uh, Stepan and Ranta, it won't be easy to see their success given that they're playing on the Coyotes and the Coyotes are just not a good team. Um... So we won't see them necessarily, you know, putting up those points or, you know, really leading the league as far as goals average against and save percentage for Ranta. So I think long term, the Rangers will benefit from this. Also, they get a lot of cap relief from Stepan, and that's important given that the Rangers want to retool on the fly, as Gordon said, and make this team a legitimate cup contender for at least another three years. Uh, And Anthony D'Angelo, he's a young defenseman. Uh... 21 years old, I believe. Uh, for the Rangers, he's another right-handed shot on the blue line. Will work well with players like Smith, Shea, McDonough, and another special guy that we signed in free agency. Uh, so I think he'll work out well. He's offensively gifted, but he can also play in the defensive zone, which is crucial given that the Rangers have just suffered years of Dan Girardi and still Mark Stahl for some reason. So that's... That's what D'Angelo brings. He's still young, so I, he could potentially be in Hartford come the start of the season, but that's unlikely, given that the Rangers have been scouting him for a long time. 
Uh, but the seventh overall pick, something the Rangers have not had in a long time, since 2002, I believe. They haven't had a pick in the top 10 of the draft. They drafted Leas Anderson from Sweden, uh, from Club HV71. Now, they went off the board with the pick, and they chose some player who really wasn't well-known by many scouts, but the Rangers did grab a good player in this draft. He's a skilled player who absolutely has a chance to make the team come to uh, fall, and he really is something special. He played on the HV71 Hockey Club, as I mentioned, and he uh, really showed that he was ready to play with the big guys. Uh, he scored 19 points in 42 games on a roster full of talented players in which he really fell into the third and fourth line, which is tragedy given how talented he is. But uh, a scouting report says that he's a 200-foot battler with soft hands and makes smart decisions while motoring up the ice. He And the scouting report also went on to say that he's a virtual lock for an NHL career. So this is good news for the Rangers. They haven't had a player like this in ages. And Well, I mean, they have Chris Kreider, but... Again, these aren't like those big, over you know, overall players from the top ten of a draft that really make a franchise, as you know, many teams have had like Pittsburgh and Chicago. So this is exciting, very exciting. And I wrote in my article on the NYR Zone blog that if you were to put together Carl Hagelin, Patrice Bergeron, and Rick Nash, you would get Leah Anderson. He's really he's a great player who has really great potential on this Rangers team. So this is very exciting for the Rangers and for their fans as well, like me. Uh, also in the draft, the Rangers had the first round pick. This was the original one they were supposed to have before the trade. It was the 21st overall pick. And they decided to go with another guy off the board. His name is Philip Chithel. I hope I'm saying that right. Of the Czech Republic. Uh, he is a center, as well as Anderson actually, is a center as well. Uh, he's a similar upside to Anderson. Uh, he's he more defensively uh, skilled, though. So he's an excellent penalty killer. Uh, he loves playing the 200-foot game. and he, But he can be used on both power play and penalty kill units. So that's very useful for the Rangers, given, you know, the tragedies they've, you know, faced with losing players and having poor work done in their zones. So this is good. Uh, he probably won't make the team this year. But he could maybe next year or the following year. They're, everyone's still relatively young. They're 18, 19 years old. And Leas Anderson was 17. So, this is, a, again, this is really building towards the future that the Rangers want, the Rangers need. They want to win that cup before Lundqvist retires. So, that's, this is all exciting. Uh, and then it was pretty quiet for the next couple of days. And then July 1st happened. And finally... The Rangers got their man. They signed Kevin Shattenkirk to a four-year deal, which is not bad, given that he wanted probably about seven. Um, but he, he signed a 6.65 average annual value, and he is ready to go. He is excited to play for the Rangers. Ranger fans were... They had a little bit of a scare. Kevin Weeks tweeted earlier in the day that the Rangers locked him up, but then Larry Brooks, in his typical fashion... Deny the uh, report saying it was all untrue and not happening, uh, but it did happen around 2.25 in the afternoon on July 1st, and is this great. Kevin Shattenkirk is one of the players the Rangers not have not had 
in generations. When I say generations, I mean it. The last player to be like Kevin Shattenkirk as far as numbers go and just overall play is Brian Leach. And Brian Leach played a long time ago. So this is extremely exciting for the Rangers. They get a hometown guy who really wants to play for this team. And we saw that based on the amount of money uh, he left behind. He could potentially have gotten millions of more dollars from teams that maybe weren't in the run like the Devils or the Sabres. But he really wanted to play for the Rangers, and he, he's getting that uh, deal done. He got it done, and he's excited. Kevin Shattenkirk is an elite player who will complement any player he plays alongside with, in which for opening night, I hope personally, is Ryan McDonough. Uh, he actually said, uh, Shankirk said that Ryan McDonough was a big reason why he even signed with the Rangers. And that's always good to hear that there is an appeal to coming to the Rangers rather than just being in New York. That there are players here that are fully capable of really enticing players to come on and play at MSG. Uh, so that, that, was enough, that was nice to hear from him. But overall, it's Shankirk, he put up. 25 or more power play points a year uh, in his last four seasons, I believe. And, you know, defensively, he wasn't so good with the Capitals in the playoffs. But, you know, he really turned into a good pickup for the Capitals in the regular season, despite, you know, poor play with St. Louis towards the end of his uh, time there. Um, I don't think there's anything to worry about here. I think Shattenkirk is fully capable of being the player the Rangers expected. And come the fall, I think MSG will be rocking when they hear Kevin Shattenkirk's name as he's called out onto the ice for the first time at Madison Square Garden. So this is, it's very exciting um, for the Rangers fans. And I was just jumping for joy when I heard the news. Uh, and also a minor signing, the Rangers signed David DeHernay, who is a center, to a one-year, $1 million deal. So this kind of is a Lindbergh replacement. I think we already started with that. And, uh, you know, he, it's a no-risk no move. He is a good, fast player, kind of like Grabner, but, um, you know, he has a bigger role as a center. I think he'll be all right. He'll play on the fourth line, third line, maybe, if he's playing well. So that, that's just a minor thing. But what does the future hold for the rest of the offseason? Well, they need to, uh, aside, well, actually, you know what? The Rangers did re-sign Foss to a very good deal, about $1.35 million average annual value for the next three years. So that's always nice to hear that Foss will be uh, still in uh, MSG playing a very great game, as always. He, he's always on the ice. He's always blocking shots. He's really a very capable player who's brought a lot to this team since he arrived. Um... But they still have to re-sign Mika Zibanejad, who I expect will be getting around a four-year deal, same as Shattenkirk, kind of $4.5 million range. Um, but they still, the only thing they'll lack once they get that done is a number one or number two center. Zibanejad is a great center uh, who could put up a lot of points if given the opportunity. But I think the Rangers want some more comfort down the middle with a more uh, experienced player. And so there are trade targets like Matthew Shane or even Alex Galchenyuk, despite him being signed to a contract. Uh, you know, the Rangers GM Jeff Gordon said that they have engaged in trade talks, uh, but nothing has been really done yet, obviously. So, 
once they get that center, they'll be a number one contender for a Stanley Cup in a second. This team is very, very capable of winning a Stanley Cup. And it's amazing that they've progressed this much since last, you know, the, since April when they were eliminated by the Senators. Uh, they went from nothing to something, and they got that on their blue line with Kevin Shattenkirk and also, you know, with the player, the young players, the prospects they acquired, and uh, even Anthony D'Angelo. Getting him from the Coyotes was a benefit. He is going to be, I think, a dynamic player that the Rangers could use, a good top four defenseman that could eventually, hopefully, replace Mark Stahl, who still needs to get bought out. Uh, Dan Girardi, if you didn't know, did get bought out by the Rangers uh, earlier before the expansion draft, and that was a bit of a tough loss, I think, but it's all worth it now, because Rangers' blue line is stacked, um, you know, unless you uh, remove Mark Stahl, which I think that eventually is going to happen, maybe not this year, but maybe next year, once the Rangers see how good their defensive core is, and they don't need him, because he'll probably be playing on the bottom two pairing. Uh, so, before I end this and wrap this up, I'm just going to give a quick rumor update and my thoughts on it. So, according to a number of sources, including Larry Brooks, the Rangers are in talks to get Tyler Bozak from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for Nick Holden a potential draft pick. The Rangers should pull the trigger on this deal immediately if given the opportunity. Like I said, their center depth is kind of bleh. You need to have centers to win a Stanley Cup. And unless you have the center to do it and the center to win that extremely important face-off, even strength, power play, penalty kill, whatever the situation is, if they have it, they really could really make it far in the NHL playoffs. And Tyler Bozak, who is not a well, he's a well-known player, but not like super thought of as the elite center wouldn't be that with the Rangers he wouldn't be more than the elite center he would just be a number two guy maybe a number one guy if uh, that was possible Uh, so it's really uh, the future is looking up for the Rangers I'm very excited as a fan um, to see what this team has in store for the next season Uh, they look like they're gonna I think they're gonna make it at least to the conference finals if they don't make it to the conference finals, this season's a disappointment, and we wasted a lot of time and money for these players. And I think that we'll see major moves happen if that doesn't come to fruition and they don't make it at least to the conference finals. Uh, so that pretty much wraps it up for this brief off-season recap of uh, Rangers and just overall my thoughts on everything they've done. Uh, this is a couple of notes before I leave. Uh, Kevin Klein today, July, what's today, July 7th, announced his retirement from the National Hockey League. It's rumored that he will go to play in Europe come next season for an easier schedule, both for him, his family, and his back. So look for that to happen. The Rangers, as of now, have $8.4 million in cap space, which is more than enough to do what they want to do as far as signing players trading for players, uh, etc. So hopefully uh, I'll get another podcast done um, in the middle of July, maybe li- little into August, depending on what moves the Rangers make. Uh, and then I am off to college. 
I will be continuing my Blue Shirt Talk podcast in college, hopefully on a consistent basis, um, keeping up with all the Rangers stuff going on uh, in my dorm room. So that's about it for this episode of the Blue Shirt Talk podcast. I'm Brandon Sapienza. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirt Talk and like us on Facebook. Uh, one more time, a shout out to Dinner and a Podcast, the X Squadron Podcast, NYR's own blog, and everyone who's listening. Thanks so much for listening, and 